Welcome back, everybody. It's episode 17 of Just a Couple Thoughts. You okay there, Sarah? I'm excited. I've never been here when there's like a guest, you know. Hi. So, okay, let's get this out of the way first. How would you like to be introduced? Uh, as Emmanuel. Okay. <laughs> cool. just, just in case, because like, I asked uh, Daniel the same thing. Oh, like, yes, you want to be right, yeah. your screen name or you want your actual name? Because we don't do each other bar screen names. Yeah. So, yeah. so because this is coming out right after our other recording, meaning we have no recap again, <laughs> we're just going to get straight into it. I'm not sure you brought a topic, but before we bring a topic, Emmanuel, hmm. you have a screen name. Right. Yes, I do. So I want to ask, how did you get your screen name? Okay, so my screen name is uh, Righteous Nab. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few different screen names scattered across some other accounts, but really my main one is That's Righteous main Nab. One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it came about like, geez, 2010. Like at that time, I was, I wanted to be known as like being an asshole. <laughs> 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 or I had in this idea that, people thought i was annoying so i'm like fuck it i'll roll with being annoying you lean into it so i'm like i wanted i wanted to choose a word that meant someone who was annoying but also was someone who was self-righteous so the self-righteous part is pretty self-explanatory righteous Mm -hmm. and nab was like i just wanted a name that would be like that guy's a nab or something like that (laughs) wait what does that even mean nab is just like you nab something from but in my mind i just came up with it like from scratch <laughs> and so i was righteous nab like a self-righteous little piece of shit okay <laughs> so you came over that back in 2010 so in the middle of high school yeah i want to either 2010 or maybe a year before that mm-hmm. uh but around 2010 maybe yeah. so the people don't know um emmanuel basically went to high school with us yeah yes. so yeah uh sarah knew her knew him longer than i have mm. i've only known you since sophomore year i'm not quite sure because i around that time that was when i started not going to school (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah you actually stopped going to high school for a while right yes you don't have to talk about it obviously there's anything you want to you don't want to talk about you don't have to but how was that just not going to school it was pretty stupid (laughs) of me to do that (laughs) i used to fake being sick so i could just spend days not going to school Mm. eventually just led to my mom getting fed up and having me get homeschooled so so you were actually homeschooled so well i kind of homeschooled it was it was uh by the district the district sent someone over to our house and he would teach me district does that yeah yeah because i know a few (laughs) people from our class uh they call it something else but um it's basically when you drop out of school Mm. And then, yeah, I mean, it's not, sorry, not, not to be like rude or anything, but like, it's basically when you stop coming to school, but you still are taught by like a, like a private tutor, basically. I, I, didn't, I didn't know. It's the like an outside yeah. kind of thing. You were taught by the district for a while. Yeah. Right. But you still didn't graduate? I, I did. I went to a adult school. Okay. Um, well, what happened is uh, I couldn't keep getting uh, taught by the district because I turned 18. Oh, okay. Now, okay, that's going to make sense. Yeah. yeah. And so I had to go to adult school. Oh, I see. How was adult school? Uh, It was interesting. It was like everyone went to this one room and you all like talk to the uh, whoever was I, just a teacher and she assigned you stuff to do and then sent you to like just sit down and do it. And you did it, and then you gave it back to her. 
when you finished it. And then eventually that would like accumulate into an amount of points and then you pass <laughs> once you get in a certain amount of points. Oh, it was. It, it was sounds weird. very simple. It it was very simple. Yeah. Um, I remember I only was there for like four weeks or something. That's all. And then, then I was done because I really didn't need that many points to graduate. Hmm. Because like what my my only thought of adult school was like. If you know it, that one George Lopez episode. Oh, where he went to adult school. Which I I think that actually wasn't adult school. That was a community college in that episode. Oh, was it a community yeah. college? Cause yeah, because I I saw the episode again recently. Oh, recently. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> they keep showing adult. They keep showing George Lopez on uh, Nickelodeon. What on Nickelodeon? Yeah, Nick on, and Knight. Yeah, it's at Nick and Knight. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I don't know why it's on Nick and Knight, but it is. Been there for years. I don't know, cause yeah, I always picture adult school as like an actual just school. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't imagine it as like, oh, here's paperwork, do the paperwork, and then you just hand it back. Yeah, that's all it was. It was so weird. There were sometimes you would do tests, uh, which was very simple. She would be like, oh, the the teacher would be like, okay, here's the test, take it, and then come back. And it was like five or ten minutes to do the test. Hmm. So wait, they don't actually teach you anything. An adult school? Uh, I think we had books. Oh, but nobody like lectures? No, no, like there was no lecturing at all. It was like a workshop. Oh. oh. Yeah. Wow. That is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's 100% just not what I thought adult school was going to be like. Yeah. I believe they changed it um, from since. I, that's why I was like rushing to finish it because they were, if I didn't, it would be changed. I would have to continue on in the next year. Mm uh because i think they switched over to some other like online thing now mm. so it's different than when it was when i went moving on from that um you're currently in college now right yeah uh so what are you studying it's software engineering is what i software engineering is right so um we recently had a recently now it's like six weeks ago <laughs> as with this podcast coming up uh a school uh a an episode about going back to school and stuff like that because mm-hmm. I wanted to put out earlier. Do you have any small advice before we actually move into it? About um, just your college experience in general? College experience? Uh, you mean like advice for people going to college? Yeah. Or just, you know, your experience in your major. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Be be prepared for math. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a lot of math in software engineering? There's a lot of math, yeah. Okay. Um, which sucks because I'm not that good. <laughs> hey, but you're still going through with it. Yeah, I'm still going through with it. So the one thing I've learned from um, being a mechanical engineer is if you're bad at math, don't let that stop you from being an engineer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I hear people say that all the time. Hmm. That stopped me from being an engineer. I'm just I'm just stand that straight up. Or stop me from being a nurse. <laughs> stop me from being an engineer. Anything Any to STEM do, major. Yeah, really, anything to do with math. I'm like, well, can't even pass Algebra 2, so we're, we're going to have to... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it took me... Um, it took me a really long time to pass College Algebra, which is basically just Algebra 2. Hmm. Like, that's the reason why... I mean, I said this in the... in that I think in that episode, but I, do, I couldn't pass it in my first year. Then I didn't take it again for some reason. And then that's why I transferred to Chabot. And for like the three years that I was there, the three, yeah, 
three or four years that I was there. Um, I think it was only like the last year I was there that I passed math. So it took me like four years. Jeez. <laughs> three, four years. And it was so embarrassing. <laughs> I had to constantly keep dropping out of that class because it's like the last like couple weeks. And I'm like, I'm not going to pass for sure. <laughs> so that, that's interesting because uh, I really only have started having problems with calculus. Uh, when it came to algebra, the first algebra, I, I was having a little trouble, but I passed that with a B. Mm -hmm. Algebra 2 off of uh, in college, I got an A. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess <laughs> this awesome. isn't as bad. <laughs> calculus is a big difficulty spike when it comes to math. Yeah. Uh, calculus, and I would say um, basically calculus 3 mm -hmm. are the two biggest difficulty spikes. Calculus yeah, 2 is just basically more calculus 1. Yeah, I, I hear that. Yeah, but um, if you're doing math, the like calculus is like the big one. It's like, ooh, it's actually starting to become what people think of when they say math. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about um, from your college life or? Um, hmm. No, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Okay, well, while, while I'm still pro probing you for information, I guess. <laughs> um. We did talk a, a couple episodes. One of the first episodes we talked about was um, the media we like or like, you know, the stuff that affects us. Oh, yeah. The, the series, IPs, the movies, whatever. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything like that? Jeez, I guess technically I have a lot of things. I mean, the most recent example that pops up in my head is well, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure mm -hmm. honestly has, a, I don't know, just influenced the way I, I look at a lot of media nowadays. What was your first exposure to JoJo? Uh, the JoJo OVA. The uh, 1990s really? to 2000 OVA. When did you watch that, if I can? Oh, geez. I watched that maybe sometime in the middle of 2017. I saw the entire thing. Oh, so you saw it pretty late. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, well, I didn't get into JoJo until really, like, recently. But it, it really just got my attention. I just couldn't stop watching stuff about it. Wait, 2017, didn't the current anime already start by that time? Yes, by that time, I think... Jeez, I think the um the part four anime hadn't ended just yet. So you watched the OVAs before the current anime? Yes. Why? <laughs> uh, well, I was I really like the art style of the OVA. The um the animation was actually is well, really okay. good. <laughs> which one? Because the the animation fluctuates between which ones you yeah, watch. Yeah, well, it does fluctuate between the original like '90s one and then the 2000s. They're both fairly good, though. For its time, yeah, yeah. The, well, because I, the reason because of that because they got released so far apart from yeah, each other. They did that. The animation style just suddenly got better, basically. Yeah, it's it's not. Um, I'd say the one from the '90s is better, better animated, more fluid animation than the one from the uh, the 2000s. You like the '90s one better? Yeah, it it's got a it's it's much more fluid, like I said, and it looks higher quality. <laughs> Although visually, like you can't really see too much the quality because yeah. just the the actual production, oh, yeah. yeah, the actual production value of it. But what made you watch the original VA before the actual anime? Well, that was what I was seeing before as I caught glimpses of that beforehand. Mm. Um, and then I don't know. I just like I wanted to get into JoJo. So I'm like, fuck it. This is available on YouTube. <laughs> the uh, yeah, the 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 2000 era one that covered the first part of part three was on YouTube. I'm like, I, I can just watch it. So why? So JoJo is one of the few anime that you've gotten into. What are some of 
are there other titles that you like like besides jojo because i think jojo is like a very special like exception because <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't know that many other titles that you really are into yeah i mean i i used to watch um i used to watch anime like before middle school i used to watch i mean i used to be into naruto <laughs> back when that was showing on uh toonami nothing wrong with naruto it's a pretty ba decent back in show. the old days back in the old days uh, I was into uh, Ranma half for a while. Sarah over there nodding in approval. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a very good show, very good manga. But as for uh, other like major anime, not really into it. Never been that much into anime. Mm -hmm. I think it was just because I I don't know I didn't really end up watching a lot when I was young, so I didn't inf it didn't like uh, influence me later on to watch more. I guess moving beyond JoJo, then like, is there anything else that? influenced you a lot um hmm i guess uh geez i guess a lot of youtubers <laughs> if we want to go into that kind of media you know uh angry video game nerd uh spoonie experiment oh spoonie yeah <laughs> wow talk about like sad <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh spoonie um, you know <laughs> yeah you know youtubers of mm -hmm. that that era he, Can you call Spoonie a YouTuber? He was on Well, he was YouTube. on YouTube. He was a he was a person making YouTube videos. And then he took his videos off of YouTube because he couldn't get he couldn't get like he had uh, if I remember correctly, he had a couple videos on YouTube. Then he went over to that guy with the glasses and then stopped uploading to YouTube. And then when he left that guy with the glasses, or I guess channel awesome now, uh he uploaded everything else to YouTube. And then now we're where we're at now. Yeah. I thought it was because his stuff kept getting claimed. So because it had like it stuff. might have been that. Like he just So from the timeline that I know is originally his stuff was uploaded to YouTube. Then it was moved over to his own website, thespoonexperiment.com, mm -hmm. where it was run off of a uh, oh god, whatever that old video player was. Blip. Blip, yeah, Blip TV. And then eventually he was accepting the channel awesome and the that that guy with the glasses.com. Then eventually he got fired off of there and then his stuff technically he didn't get fired <laughs> he was let yeah. go he was let go no, he it... left mm. that was the yeah and then he moved all of his stuff onto youtube mm -hmm. and so... now and now he's yeah. where he is now yeah he's yeah. just i mean i wish him well wherever he's at I... yeah no same yeah like do i wish he was making videos again yeah but you know if he doesn't then it's fine yeah yeah that's that's what i feel mm. uh any other i guess youtubers Mm, not off the top of my head. Um, well, I guess if we want to go on fairly recent, someone who influenced me a lot was a uh, uh, Etika. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. God, God bless his soul. God rest in peace. I, I, yeah. I used to watch Etika. I was in, really into Etika like uh, around 2015 mm -hmm. when it was, and then um, into 2016 is when I started like really, really watching his stuff and not just like browsing through his videos and watching him live through 2016 that was like man i used to i used to love catching his uh his live streams and they were they were always fun yeah it it really sucks what happened to him mm -hmm. because it really was a situation where all the signs were there and then yeah. nothing happened yeah and then what happened happened yeah i remember like we were talking about it uh I think we we're coming home from a dinner or something. We we're all in the car. We were talking about it when 
uh, the news kind of came out that the, he was the missing. The initial news when they found his stuff on the bridge. Yeah. 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 I was like, that's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> well, what a downer, jeez. <laughs> uh, well, it it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But, Unfortunately, yeah. you know. Yeah. There, there is one thing I kind of want to ask you to move away from the downer situation. Mm-hmm. You have a, how can I say? A certain aesthetic, do you? Oh, in real life. <laughs> in real life, you have that. So, w- would you like to describe your um, aesthetic? I guess. I, I guess whatever I thought looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I I when I'm at home, I dress in like a like just a, a like a t-shirt, a long t-shirt, and like stuff like that. But when I when I go out, I wanna I don't know. I wanna look the way like I've seen I don't know like people from the 1950s wear almost or like uh, the 60s and then with like some weird flair from the eight late 1800s tossed mm-hmm. in with that the the real throwback the real throwback the real confused time traveler yeah that's what we call him the, t- the time traveler our time traveler so what made you decide on that Cause I was just seeing pictures of like people back in the old days. I'm like, I like that style. <laughs> I like that style. I want to wear what they're wearing. <laughs> no, here, here's the thing. Like, I, I get that kind of where it's like, oh, I kind of want to mimic that style. But you really do have, you you do pick very certain time periods, right? Yeah. It's not like you 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 look back at time. And you're like, oh, I want to dress like a hippie. Or, <laughs> Or like oh, I want to dress up like Victorian era. Hmm. It's it's more of you chose early American like either World War Two era or like I guess Rolling uh what's it called Rolling. Are you talking about the Roaring Twenties? Roaring Twenties, yeah. Roaring 20s. Like Roaring Twenties era or something like that. Was there like a certain thing that, or was it just like all coincidence that you just decided to pick that that those stand out for you? So I think what happened really is um. I just started wearing stuff that I thought looked cool on its own, and then the style sort of generated from there. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think that's how most styles generate. Yeah. I think this looks cool, and then you put it on. I wish we could just like, like show a picture of what he wears <laughs> on, like when we go out to dinner, because <laughs> everyone else is wearing just normal like t-shirt and jeans, like jeans, khakis maybe, and then. Emmanuel is standing next to us, making us all look like, I don't know, <laughs> making us all look kind of bad because he, he dresses so smartly, you know? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes when we go out, we're, you, you, I, you're dressed very smartly. So. It, it does work together. Yeah. Like, despite you picking out like certain time periods, it does all work together hmm. the way you dress. Like when we were in Vegas and that lady was like, I love your outfit. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't, it's hard, it really is hard to describe, but it really is that like you, you took a time traveler and then you, you start from the 1920s and you start picking stuff up from yeah. different time <laughs> yeah. periods. Emmanuel even has this camera um, that he brings around and films with, which even adds to the aesthetic because <laughs> mm, yeah. whenever he pulls it out i just feel like i've gone back in time so you you even have what like retro army gear yes well i mean i i, col- I collect army gear i collect uh military uh when did military. that start i'm curious oh geez that started 
2011 or something 2013 mm-hmm. maybe where i where i came up with this well because i wanted to get into airsofting mm-hmm. and then i started like picking up gear from like surplus stores i'm like i like this mm-hmm. i want more <laughs> uh surplus stores everything is starting to come together now yeah <laughs> i am starting to understand where you got all this <laughs> And uh, so my, so I just co- started collecting stuff. And then eventually, like in 2013, I got this idea that I want to create what's called an impression mm-hmm. where you like, you wear all the gear of a certain unit or a certain time period. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make the impression of a uh, United States Marine Corps serviceman in 1965 arriving in Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> to which I actually have one, well, almost 100% succeeded. Mm-hmm. There's little tiny bits and deals. You know, I need to get the shaving kit and all that put in my pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, gotta be 100 percent accurate that's hey, pretty awesome vietnam has the best soundtrack so oh, God. <laughs> when you mention surplus stores it, it really is just all starting to come together to me and like that explains a lot of, i like, guess yeah if you haven't been to a surplus store when you walk into one the entire aesthetic you need is in there already oh yeah yeah <laughs> i've been to a uh, a surplus store before mm-hmm. uh because my uncle uh took me there a couple times and it was just like a bunch of stuff that i'm like i don't really like this is cool but it it was like a lot of like stuff that like you couldn't eat anymore <laughs> <laughs> like like rations and stuff and i'm like how old are these <laughs> like some of the canteens i'm like are these for like actually drinking out of because they're like rusted over some oh them? yeah i've got a few canteens that are rusted and i'm like can you drink out of these <laughs> like is it safe so what is it <laughs> i don't know i mean everything was also very expensive like the one that i went to so hey fashion isn't cheap yeah it, that's an interesting thing that um Recently, surplus stores have been getting more expensive, and they've just been getting filled with like commercial products. Really? Yeah. That's a recent thing. That's a yeah. It's a fairly recent thing. There's only so many veterans. Okay. Yeah, because um, because <laughs> it starts. Uh, what happens is as time goes on, uh, collectors realize, oh, that like the time period moving forward and forward more. Where collectors are like, I'm collecting this. I know how much it's worth, and surplus stores are are getting thinned out. Is it the 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 comic book? boom where um ever since the early comics started upgrading value people started collecting comics Mm -hmm. do you think it's going to end up the same way where it's like because they start collecting them they start losing in value because so many of it gets printed and collected yeah i think that's definitely what's happening essentially to to say the surplus stores. yeah (laughs) is it surplus i think surplus stores are eventually just going to eventually fade out and it's just going to either be like commercial products that are all like reproductions of you know, former surplus stuff, or is mm. it just uh, just just gonna disappear? Hmm. I never, I never really thought about that, but yeah, it's like people who make replicas of stuff from that time. Like, are they gonna do that for like MREs and stuff? I mean, they they already exist. Yeah, there are companies that, that do that that make commercial MREs. What like like the same things with the same stuff from like World War. One. Oh well, okay. Those those aren't MREs anymore. <laughs> Do you want to explain MREs real quick? Because I feel like like I didn't know what MREs was until you explained it to me like a while back. Uh, what do they stand for? Meal ready to eat. Oh yeah, there you go. Well, that's a very simple acronym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're basically like rations for like 
people in the the military and stuff. I don't know. I mean, I I am not like really. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can I, I explain do, yeah. it. <laughs> Meal ready eater is something that was introduced in like the mid eighties. And what was before that then? Uh, sea rations. You you get oh. issued a little cardboard box, and then you'd it'd have a bunch of cans in there. And you'd use a can opener to open each one. Okay, I'm about to test your history knowledge here because I'm actually kind of curious. Then what made them change into MREs then? Because you had to have a can opener to open every single what was item. That, was that it? You just, it was just the fact that you needed well, a can opener? That and also you had the problem that the um, the cans are like a good, all of them are a good few inches big. And so there's no way to get everything squeezed down small to fit into a pack. You uh, early on, like you would get issued like in Vietnam, you would get issued three rations, which are three like five by five inch uh, cardboard boxes. And those fill up your those fill up your packs quick. Hmm. So they, they wanted to come up with something that was like you could eat immediately because for sea rations, you sometimes had to cook the mm-hmm. food that you could eat immediately that you could um, that was small and that could get like squeezed down. So that's why they came with the meal ready to eat in the 80s. Hmm. So, okay. How much history do you actually know? <laughs> so when it comes to like US military history, I I find I know a lot because I I just end up browsing these like military forums and stuff. I just reading tons and tons of information. Hmm. Cuz like I know a lot of general history. Hmm. Like I I like to say like fun trivia history every once in a while. Hmm. Or, like, here's some random history fact from, like, the French Revolution or something like that. <laughs> but I, I never go, like, in-depth or any of it. So, you actually went in-depth, and I guess a lot of U.S. military history stuff. Yeah. Well, usually when it comes to, like, the, the stuff that they used in war and stuff. like When it comes to actual battles and stuff, I, I don't know that much. <laughs> so, does, does historical inaccuracies from military movies annoy you then oh i can spot them immediately <laughs> i can spot them immediately and it's like wow no that's not how that works <laughs> can you give like an example of a movie that you remember recently I guess uh, it doesn't even need to be recently. Yeah. oh yeah w- one of the big uh one of the big uh ones is uh, um i was about to say apocalypse now but not apocalypse now but um full metal jacket Mm-hmm. When they're in Vietnam, the marine, the, the marines, they're supposed to be marines. Uh, it's one hundred percent inaccurate. Everything they wear is wrong. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah. So everything they wear is wrong. Well, almost everything. I mean, there, there's little details that are like correct. Like they have the correct helmets. They have the correct helmet covers. So wait, why is it wrong? So oh geez. <laughs> okay, well, Without a visual representation, it's difficult to say. All right, so let's let's go with the very basics then. Like, what was the most basic thing that they actually got wrong? Uh, the fragmentation vests they wear. They all wear army fragmentation vests, which the Marines during the Vietnam era had their own fragmentation vest, which was developed from one from the Korean War. And it's, it's a, there's a ton of history regarding that. Hmm. But it's a, it's a different uh, vest that they would wear compared to the army. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the... Oh, my God. The, actually, I actually didn't even know they were trained to be Marines. I thought they were just trained to be army. No, they were Marines, yeah. They oh. were Marines, uh... It's it's explained at the very beginning. Gunnery Sergeant Hartman is a Marine, and he talks about being a Marine. Oh, oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah, that's really interesting. This, is it, yeah. Is there is there anything else in uh in particular that they wear in full metal jacket or? Um, they also have what's called a butt pack on, mm-hmm. which is like this little around 
oh geez a little like five inch tall five inch wide but a little pack that fits on the back of your belt all the way in the back mm-hmm. and most marines in the field didn't wear them marines wore them in the uh reserve lines or working on artillery but they didn't frontline marines wouldn't wear them because they weren't issued them they were an army item so you had to get them from the army supply lines if you wanted one <laughs> the the way you talk about like uh that it reminds me of how I talk about just like random film things, <laughs> like just, uh, just random like film inaccuracies in other things. Whereas like, oh, like when I see something like that doesn't work that way, mm-hmm. or like in action movies, like the physics or something like that doesn't work that way, mm-hmm. right? The way you talk about that is like, it's kind of interesting to hear from a different perspective to me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to hear more. Is there anything <laughs> else? Oh, geez, uh. The, it doesn't uh, have to be just full metal jacket. Full metal jacket. Um, anything. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm trying to remember specifically from other movies or something. Well, actually, that was interesting with some of the... When we were watching... Um... <laughs> That's the Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious, yes. Okay. We were watching Fast and Furious, and the, they had grenades in one scene. And I explained, like, the, the way they had uh, the grenade was... Uh, it was oh, the wrong color. Yeah. It, was the wrong, it was the wrong color. It was... It was mm-hmm. It was the wrong color and didn't have any markings on it. It had like some weird markings in the center. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a U.S. Uh, pretty sure a U.S. M twenty six grenade, mm-hmm. which is supposed to have a yellow marking at the top, a yellow line near the top, which denotes a high explosive filler, and then mark and then markings in the center, which tell like what type of grenade it is, along with the maker. <laughs> it's also supposed to be painted green on top of that. So wait, <laughs> then does. From your memory, then. Oh my uh, goodness! Is that grenade supposed to be something else, or no? That does no. it even recognize it? it's. It's not even. That's not even correct for U.S. military grenade. So it's just a prop. I mean, but does it even look like any other kind of grenade? Then I mean, it looks like like the shape is is the the, the U.S. military correct, grenade. Yeah, but like the coloring, it doesn't. No, look like it's else. it's not. It's not not as far as U.S. military is com- concerned. There's no U.S. military grenade like that. Huh? Could be based off some foreign grenade, but no. <laughs> That's a really minor thing. So you're able to pick stuff like that out just like oh oh yeah instantaneously. I can I can I can look at that and be like yeah that's that's not how that goes. One thing that happened recently, um, well fairly recently, was uh when we were watching Endgame when they have the scene where they go back to the 1970s mm-hmm. and they're in the the military oh, camp. Yeah. Everything there's accurate. That mm-hmm. is amazing how much uh, work nowadays people put into getting a really accurate uh like uh stateside U.S. military uh group. You know, it, that's that's surprising that there's a lot, actually a lot more inaccuracies than I thought in U.S. movies. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if you don't know, um, when you have U.S. military in a movie and they're painted in like a good light, oh yeah, the, yeah, the the movie will actually get a tax break mm-hmm. for basically representing the U.S. military. So I'm surprised that you're, there are a lot more inaccuracies than I thought there would be. I feel like the inaccuracies are not so much probably for modern stuff, mm-hmm. but the further you go back, you get inaccuracies because people just don't know. Yeah. Like, because I actually thought like it would be mostly everything would be the case of like the end uh, end game where they travel back in time and go to the 1970s. Yeah, it was the 70s. Yeah, 1970s, and and they go to that military base. Like everything's accurate. Like that makes sense to me because. The U.S. military is kind of helping them portray mm-hmm. them. It's more surprising that if there is inaccuracies to them, I don't know if if you are gonna put the U.S. military in it, at least have it be accurate. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a lot. It's a lot harder to do everything accurate because there's there's so many small details sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's like you also have to count the budget yeah. for the movie. 
and whether it really does matter or not. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it generally doesn't matter. Like yeah. even for the 1970s thing, like if there was inaccuracies, I would say it wouldn't. Matter. Yeah, because it's it's such a quick scene. Yeah. In, through the whole movie, like even if we were talking about a uh, Full Metal Jacket, although it's it's one almost 100 inaccurate, all the gear, the story that they tell is amazing. Yeah, like, no, the story it, is is something else. Yeah, because it it really shows like how a person transforms because of war, mm-hmm. because of just even before war, just like how the boot camp just transforms a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I like war movies a lot. I don't get to watch a lot of them. It's very rare that I see a war movie that I don't like. Yeah, I I, I can I can I can agree with that. Yeah, I haven't really seen that many war movies, mostly because they just make me sad. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, I'm just like, oh, this is really depressing. Like, I don't know if I want to watch this right now. The only one I watched was, like, Saving Private Ryan, which is the one that everybody watches, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, everybody's seen that movie. It's, like, the, the number one war movie to watch. And Pearl Harbor. Oh, Pearl uh, Harbor. Oh, God. Which, um... Mm, that's a bit of a movie I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, not, a, that's a movie that's inaccurate on a whole nother level. <laughs> not good, that movie. No. I've seen a lot of, like, movies that include war... Like, a lot of movies about, like, that have Pearl Harbor in them or have, like, like Hiroshima or, like, Nagasaki. Like, because I go to so many, um, I watch a lot of stuff that have Japanese-American, like, history history in them. And most of them are about Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. Hiroshima. I mean, yeah, like, it's like saying, like, oh... Vietnamese American history and you ignore Vietnam the Vietnam War. Yeah. Like it's yeah. kinda important. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of what I know is from what my mom has tried to teach me about Japanese American history mm. and why it's important to know it. So that's like kinda the kind of stuff that I watched. Um one of them was not good though. I remember I, I specifically watched one. We we went to a, a it was like a screening of it. It was for like Japanese American whatever month, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound good that I don't know, but it's like a it's a JSA program or whatever. Okay. It, it's sponsored by a Japanese organization. JSA is like um part of the Japanese American community in the Bay Area. And they do all kinds of like community events and they also support the elderly. Hmm. Um, so Jaysay also will deliver lunches and stuff to uh, older Japanese American people. But hmm. huh. like my grandma, for example, I think she gets her meals from Jaysay. Uh, they have like old like senior citizens that aren't like my grandma, who's 90 years old. And they go around and they deliver hot lunches every day. That's pretty cool, actually. Except for the weekends. Yeah, so I think except for Saturday and Sunday. But every day they'll go around and deliver lunch and it's free. That sounds like a pretty good organization. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. And the Japanese American community, at least in the Bay Area, is pretty small. Um, So... It's guaranteed that you'll know somebody who knows somebody else. Um, like my family, my dad has worked for a lot of people in the Japanese American community. So if I say his name, he'll probably they'll probably know him. Huh. 
or if I go to a um, like a Japanese market in El Cerrito, um, then they know me. Oh wow! Even yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it that. they're oh. all my like aunties and uncles there. Oh, geez. Yeah. So they're like family friends, but it's like, oh, hi, auntie. Hi, uncle. You know, because, mm. you know, everybody there. So sorry to get off track. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So when I saw that movie, I felt bad because the director was there and everything. Oh, no. Oh, and, awkward. I, <laughs> and I sat there. I sat the entire movie. And it was horrible. Like, it just wasn't good. I don't... It was, like, under the blood red sun or something like that. That sounds oddly familiar. Like, I may have heard that title before. Maybe. It was a book, I think. And then it got turned into a... A movie? I I don't know. It just wasn't really good. And I felt kind of bad because some of the actors were there, too. <laughs> Everybody was there. Yeah, so I'm like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been to like Japanese American museums and stuff, and actually, my um, my grandpa is buried at Punchbowl, <laughs> which is a veteran cemetery in Hawaii. Hmm. Very cool, very cool stuff, and a lot of the uh, people from the 442nd are buried there oh, too. Oh yeah, the 442nd, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so the 442nd was a. <laughs> they were an important part of yeah, they were World in all War Japanese history. Yeah. All Japanese <laughs> were they battalion. Um, were they a regiment? It could be, probably be a regiment. I, I can't remember exactly. I don't remember. But they were all Japanese. Mm. Yeah, that's the important part. Though all Japanese. Yeah. unit <laughs> they're all japanese they fought on they fought versus the germans yeah. they weren't sent to in the pacific because they thought the Amer- they, americans they, at the time thought if we sent them to fight the japanese then clearly they're just gonna go on the japanese side yeah the, you know, it was that dual loyalty thing yeah. argument yeah and the uh the senator for hawaii the former senator oh was it daniel uh, inoue inoue yeah mm. He was part of the 442nd. He doesn't. He the, lost the in absolute unit of a badass. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty awesome. He didn't have an arm or something like that. He, his arm got blew off, and then he still fought during the war. Wow. Yeah. So he was a senator with no arm, and he flew commercial flights, and he was like pretty, pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Damn. And their slogan for the 442nd which I think is also very cool, is go for broke. Go for broke. I was like, damn, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's awesome. I like history a lot. So mm-hmm. stuff like that is very interesting to me. It, it's kind of unfortunate that more people don't like history. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is pretty important to learn. And it's more fun than people think. Yeah, honestly. it really is. Like, I, I know school kind of goes over the boring <laughs> the the not as interesting part of history is because the the only thing they expect you to remember is dates. Yeah, I I hear a lot of people say that. But I really like the events they talk about mm-hmm. in in history. American history is super interesting. Old European history is super interesting. Oh yeah. Uh, old Middle Eastern history, even like current history, I guess. Even the current times is interesting to read about. Sad sometimes, yeah, a lot of times, but it, it is interesting to read about. It's also interesting to read about how basically 
the the westerners fucked everything up for them <laughs> yeah it's interesting to read up about events that like lead up to how our current events are going about mm-hmm. it is is interesting and you kind of feel bad yeah <laughs> it's like well shit <laughs> anything else you guys want to talk about from history or i guess yourself emmanuel actually i wanted to bring up about like how you talked about how history was boring i remember i had a history teacher at uh, my community college uh like i think a couple years ago and he started off the class like saying like oh yeah this like yeah if you don't like history and all that you know i understand everything and i just i remember being like but i do like history (laughs) (laughs) i like history a lot actually yeah yeah i really enjoy taking history courses because you just get to learn about different cultures and different people and you know different times <laughs> mm-hmm. history is a lot funner to learn when you're just learning about one thing mm-hmm. and not trying to like oh we're skimming through this and then we're skimming through this mm-hmm. and we're skimming through this because mm-hmm. it like war two super interesting when you sit down and read through it and you know actually go through event by event yeah or just like certain aspects of it but I feel like everything's more interesting when you're not getting graded on it. I mean, of course, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. Unless you're watching the History Channel, and then it's... Nothing is real anymore. Oh, God. Everything is ancient aliens now, so... Ah, <laughs> uh, aliens. You know what? That could be a subject. Oh, God. Y'all want to talk about conspiracy theories? Sure. <laughs> so talking about the bastardizations of history. <laughs> um, I... In a weird way, I like conspiracy theories. Because I like hearing what insane stuff people bring up. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. It's it's a weird, weird world they live in. Mm. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to say, like, I get convinced. But <laughs> I get I get to a point where, like, I kind of understand where you're coming from now. Yeah. I, I enjoy getting to that point. But never to the point where, like, I understand. Like, I get it. <laughs> I understand now. I You've opened my third eye. <laughs> like, okay. Like, the thing that I uh, I understand what they understand from is the people who believed Moon Landing is fake. Mm-hmm. Where the, the point where I got, where I understand where you're coming from, is when they started describing, like, I when a guy was like, I believe that we landed on the moon. I just don't believe we landed on the moon at that time. Because of the, you guys look at me weird, but the the main excuse I'm gonna preface this I don't believe him at all. <laughs> the main excuse that he brought was um because of the space race that they were having through Russia, they needed to get they wanted to get on the moon so they can prove their space superiority. <laughs> that was the whole point of the space race. Well, yeah. So um, but they couldn't get on the moon with their technology apparently that's not true at all yeah (laughs) um so they faked the moon landing so that um russia would believe they landed on the moon so they'll back off during the space race (laughs) yeah but see and to go back to history it's like if you look at the time technology we had in the 60s it'd be more expensive to fake it yeah yeah it'd be more expensive we have the technology to go to the moon we have the technology to do all this Mm -hmm. why do people think it's fake oh okay um People believe it's fake because of that the conspiracy theory that like we just needed to be the Russians and that was the main priority. Yeah. And we didn't have the technology to go to the moon, which isn't true. But the the second main reason why people thought it was fake was that they came back. Hmm. Because people were like, okay, even if I believe that they were able to get there, I don't believe they were able to come back with their technology. <laughs> 
which also isn't true. Yeah, it isn't true. <laughs> because, well, keep in mind, Sarah, when um, Buzz Aldrin and um, Neil, Armstrong Neil Armstrong, and I forgot the third guy's name. Yeah. I, <laughs> no one ever no remembers one, no the third remember. guy. <laughs> when, when all three of them went up there, they were expecting to go up there and die up there. They were not expecting to come back and land safely. Mm. So... Um, the fact that they were able to come back was a miracle in itself. Yeah, there there was a problem even landing. Mm. Yeah, when they landed, it, they landed upside down, so yeah. the the door was against the ocean, so they couldn't open the door. Yeah, so um, so every a lot of things went wrong, and they still were able to come back. Mm. Still able to get to the moon and come back. I thought that one of the the arguments for why it was fake. Right, the the video of the moon landing or whatever is because mm. the 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 flag was moving, oh, and there's yeah. no wind on the moon. You, you put a vac flag in a vacuum chamber, it's exactly the same way. Yeah, so, because what happens is if you apply force to it, it's gonna the force is applied to it, and it'll keep moving. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I just love that one. There's no wind on the moon. <laughs> learning about conspiracy theories has this weird um curve for me because mm -hmm. i never believe them yeah right but i get to the point where like i look more into it and it's like oh i understand where you're coming from and i look more into it and, like no it makes more sense for it to yeah <laughs> not be like that i th i think the more interesting part about conspiracy theories is when they're actually turn out to be true mm. like uh what's the most what's the popular one the uh the one with their arcade cabinet Oh, uh, uh, Polybius was it? Or no, not not that one. Not it was that. the um, it was the one where they're trying to mind control people using LSD. Oh, jeez, I actually don't know that one. Um, uh, conspiracy. <laughs> MK Ultra. There oh, go. MK Ultra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like where it actually turned out, like yes, it was either the FBI or CIA. One of those. It was the CIA. Yeah, yeah, the CIA was trying to mind control people using uh video games well not necessarily video games just like projections and drugs yeah the yeah the mk ultra thing was like a really long lasting but the cia was trying to figure out can we do stuff with drugs yeah can we like mind control or make a super soldier or something and the end result was no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like just looking into conspiracy theories like i would have never known that if i didn't do that mm -hmm. but then again I also find out about very stupid conspiracy theories, <laughs> like the entirety of ancient aliens. Oh God! <laughs> ancient, ancient aliens is a weird thing for me, cause stupid. one is stupid the entire way through, but another thing is like, man, this used to be the History Channel. Yeah, that's that's the biggest insult there. It's just like we used to have history. <laughs> now it's just conspiracy theories and aliens. Yeah, aliens. And why won't this thin sheet of paper fit between the two stones? <laughs> it's so tight that you can't even fit a single sheet of paper in between. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. Like, like, what are your guys' thoughts on conspiracy theories? I thought you were going to ask me on aliens. <laughs> I mean, people hardcore do believe aliens exist. Well, yeah, I know I mean, my coworker uh, believes. I know your coworker believes aliens exist. He, he hardcore believes aliens exist. Ex exist. <laughs> exist. <laughs> 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 
like I can believe aliens exist. I just don't believe they visited. Yeah, yet. That, that's that's my that's my opinion on that. Yeah, because what like <laughs> yeah they visited us and they abducted some people and they did nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they put them right back where they were. Mm-hmm. They because <laughs> my thing is like if aliens came here we would know mm-hmm. straight up like they because they were able to what go across multiple light years farther than we can see mm-hmm. with our uh, satellite technologies uh, from our visible universe and they are doing nothing here <laughs> yeah no they're over there in area 51 <laughs> oh yes we captured them we're kind of yeah. covering it up that's why um that's why the lights were there during <laughs> in arizona and um and people would and they're just trying to cover it up right <laughs> My, uh, I don't know. I've, I feel like I've, I've said this before, but, um, I was talking to my coworker, right. About, um, about this show that he watches. It's like a, a ghost show. Um, ghost is another, well, right, I already talked about my thing with ghosts. Oh yeah. But what, what's it called? Uh, it's the one with the, it's a show with a medium and a detective like the ghost Is files. Is that ghost hunters? Ghost oh, files. Any anyway, so the medium is explaining the ghost or whatever, the paranormal activity that's going on in the house to the couple who lives in the house. And she's like, "So you have this ghostly stuff that's happening, and then you also have this really tall figure." And then she's like, "But he's not from this earth. So alien ghosts? And so the guy is like, what does that mean? It Does that mean he's an alien? Or it's an alien? And she said, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh and she's no. like, and he's, and they're like, never gonna go away. And this, this thing, this entity is gonna follow you forever. And I, I looked at my coworker and I'm like, but why? <laughs> that that is no, that's just stupid. <laughs> that's like literally unbelievable. Yeah. Like I told him, I I'll believe in ghosts more than a like a alien stalker. Like, like I don't. I'll believe in ghosts. I'll believe in aliens. I won't believe in alien ghosts. Yeah. Space ghost. Space ghost. Coast to coast. <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't know. That, I feel like that's like 100 steps too far. Yeah. It, it gets to the point where it's like, that's, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's... What, what brought that? I, I, I just, I was just like, okay, this, this is so stupid. I don't know how you believe in aliens after, or ghosts. After watching this show, like, how could you take that seriously? It's an alien. It's a ghost. It's both. <laughs> you have like that sitcom music. Oh God. <laughs> you at least know of a lot of conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um. Do you? What do you? What are your thoughts on just conspiracy theories in general? Um. So conspiracy theories in general, I think they come from a place of ignorance. I think it's like these people don't know enough or they rely too much on their like experience rather than stuff you can learn. And so they just believe that something has to be wrong. Mm. 
that oh it can't be like this because i've never experienced it being like this have you ever been like really close to believing a conspiracy theory have you i mean technically a couple times when i was really younger and when i so when I when did, I like did you think 9-11 was inside when I out? first started no, when I first started browsing 4chan. Oh, this, oh, yes. You are a connoisseur. Of 4chan. Yes. 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 I have, I've stopped uh, like since you haven't really browsed much of 4chan in a year or so. But when I first started browsing 4chan, I say I want to say maybe around maybe early mid 2011 to late 2011. I was getting dangerously close to believing the Holocaust was a lie whoa what yes <laughs> whoa what? that is okay what, well, okay, well, okay. what i was getting but... to was i thought I'm, I'm like oh my god they're right you know all the they, they didn't use cyclone b they it's it's all fake okay okay <laughs> all right all right all right just to just be clear you don't believe that now oh right? no of course yeah okay so <laughs> i want if you can explain how that progression went so it started with being like there's no way six million jews were killed it's more like three million or something right that's what people are saying then i would see uh like images on on 4chan that were like look there's no look look compared to this gas chamber and this gas chamber these aren't gas chambers like oh my god they're right like wait (laughs) and i used to i used to think oh my god and you can't even question the holocaust (laughs) Like there was that there was that really anti-Semitic thing that was like, uh, oh geez, it was like uh, if you can't question it, then is it really true or something like that? Oh yeah, no, I remember that. And I used to be like, oh my god, you're right, it's the Zionists. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, just keep digging yourself. It, it was like I was. Di- I I don't remember what got me out of that, but I think I just I just took a step back. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like at a certain point, you just stop on your computer. You just step back. It's like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. It. I think that's how it happens, though. That's definitely how I think people believe in how people believe in conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. You know, they just mm-hmm. keep reading up on stuff that has no factual, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, to, to relate to that, like, um. I think one of the conspiracy theories I got closest to believing, like, because I, like, when I went earlier when I was playing the moon landing, like, I've always believed the moon landing happened. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I was trying to understand, like, how they got to that conclusion. I think the closest t- one that I got to actually believing was 9 11 was an inside job. Mm-hmm. That was the closest one. Because, one, I was young during that time. Mm-hmm. We actually saw 9 11. Yeah. I mean, we were all very young, yeah. but still. Um, so, and two, at the time, I really wanted to believe that America was kind of like unbeatable. Yeah. That, I think yeah. that's what most people wanted to believe mm-hmm. during that time. So um, so I, I thought like 9-11 had to be an inside job because if it wasn't, that means terrorists actually did that. Mm-hmm. And like we couldn't stop it. Yeah. And it's a thought. It's like, no, okay, that can't be true. Yeah, that can't be true. But then like, again... At a certain point, I backed away. I was like, no, that happened. Yeah. Like, it is tragic, but that actually happened. I, I remember kind of getting into that as well. I think I wasn't fully convinced because I kept seeing, like, footage of him. Like, no, it doesn't make sense. It's not connecting. <laughs> but, but Jeff, you doesn't melt still beams. <laughs> oh, God. Has there ever been a conspiracy theory that you are close to believing, Sarah? 
I don't know. I feel like maybe the moon landing one mm-hmm. for a, for a there's always in like some part of my mind that's like, how can we be sure that that's the real moon? Like, <laughs> like I wasn't there. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm not up on the moon. Maybe it's not the real. Maybe that's not what Earth actually looks like. But like, I've never been like ever convinced about like I've never been even close to believing that like the moon landing was fake. So I I've never been like really suckered into like conspiracy theories like that. Maybe Santa Claus. Ah, uh, the ultimate conspiracy <laughs> yeah. theory. That that Santa Claus is real. Is that really conspiracy theory now? No, no technically <laughs> it, technically it was a conspiracy. It counts. Theory. I guess, yeah. Does he really live in the North? Pole? <laughs> Has anybody really been to the North Pole? Has anybody seen Santa Claus? I've seen Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I'm not sure he can go around the world in one day. He's been he's in malls all over the place. So. I've seen Santa. He sounds just like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I because I I used to like really believe in Santa Claus. I left out cookies every night. I used to believe in the Tooth Fairy. You know, that's weird. I've never believed in Santa Claus. As far I as never, I remember, I, I never did. Yeah, I never believed in all the childhood stuff. I believed until I was very... Until I was maybe in, like, middle school. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, I never did. Because I figured it... Because I was like, I, I had suspicions, right? <laughs> You're a little middle school detective. <laughs> yeah, I had I had my suspicions, and it might have been my parents. But I didn't want to believe it, right? And then it was like... um. I think it was like one year when my uh, my uncle was staying over uh, that this was when Blockbuster was still open. Wow. I remember because he got snacks that I knew you could get at Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and I knew he went all the time. So when I went to my stocking, right, and I saw that there were like blockbuster snacks in there i'm like okay so is santa not real <laughs> like i don't want to think that santa isn't real but... no santa just shops at blockbuster <laughs> but why <laughs> that, and that's why he doesn't come around anymore because blockbuster isn't around anymore it all makes sense it all makes sense yeah speaking of christmas though it's pretty close and i love christmas it's coming it's coming pretty soon it's already um, it's almost what it's, was it? it's three months away. Yeah. <gasps> Can you believe it? I'm so excited. I that's, love Christmas. That's a while. <laughs> it's still a while away. Well, like that's when we were in like Halloween hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's whatever. It's all about Christmas. I love Christmas. Every year I make a gingerbread house and it's always different. One year I made a gingerbread bus and it was running over little gingerbread men. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. You're you're skipping two important American holidays, huh? Thanksgiving? Yes, you're skipping Thanksgiving and Halloween. Halloween's not important. Halloween is important. Halloween is very important. It's only important to us because we have a Halloween thing every year. (laughs) That's why it's important to us. But to other people, Halloween isn't that important. Just so you can watch like Michael Jackson's thriller on <laughs> oh, on TV. I like, I like how that's your Halloween thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. I'm just saying that's what they used to play when I, you know, they used to play thriller. They used to play the music video. 
They played Dracula? No? Dracula? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Time traveling. No, no, I'm serious. W- which Dracula? It was black and white. I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe she is trying to. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they used to play on TV. It made me really freaked out, though. Really quick random question, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Is The Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Both. <laughs> That's a cop-out answer. You know it. It's a Christmas It's a Halloween movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. It's a movie. Halloween movie. No, it doesn't take place during Halloween. It's after Halloween. It doesn't need to take place in Halloween. No, that's not even true. At the beginning of the movie, it does take place in Halloween. That's it what I'm saying. It takes place in both. It takes yeah. place in Halloween, but it's but the Halloween part is over. It's Christmas time now, okay? But the whole entire part, like, they're from, like, the Halloween world or whatever. Yeah. Which is why it's a Halloween movie. No. Because Christmas gets sucked into the Halloween, kind of. Yeah, so it's a Christmas movie because there's more Christmas stuff than Halloween. No, it's Christmas stuff becoming Halloween. <laughs> no, that, it's I Halloween becoming Christmas. Wait. That's not even true. That's not true. It is Halloween. It is Christmas stuff becoming Halloween, not Halloween stuff becoming Christmas. No, but the presents they give are Halloween things becoming Christmas things. It's been a while since I watched. That, that, is, that is also true. Sort of. <laughs> and it's about a Halloween guy, you know, the Pumpkin King, Jack Skellington. He's from Halloween Town. Ta- Halloween Town. <laughs> Wait, that's a different movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's from the Halloween thing mm-hmm. becoming a Christmas thing. And then going back to being the the the... The Pumpkin King, because that's what he's good at. So if he's Halloween, then he's the main character, then it's Halloween themed. No, wrong. (laughs) Wrong. It is a Christmas movie. It's got Santa Claus in it. This was supposed to be a throwaway question. (laughs) (laughs) But Santa Claus is being tortured by like that weird Halloween thing. Boogie Boogie? Boogie Boogie, yeah. Boogie Boogie. That thing is creepy. He's great. He's Halloween, and he's subjugating Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> Symbolism. <laughs> he is Halloween, but he captured Santa Claus, and Santa Claus is Christmas, and Christmas is a great holiday. <laughs> See, okay, I think it's a Christmas movie. Let's be personal. Um, I think it's a Christmas movie because at the end of the movie, it has a Christmas moral, not a Halloween moral, whatever those are, <laughs> but it has a Christmas moral. You ever watch it in a Christmas movie? You ever watch um It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown? There's a there's a there's a Halloween moral in there. You what's know? what's the Halloween moral? That <laughs> Halloween isn't like Christmas. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> because because the, the the Great Pumpkin is supposed to bring stuff to you on like on Halloween and Linus waits in the pumpkin patch for the Great Pumpkin, but the Great Pumpkin never shows up. Or does he? Oh, yeah. At the end, they do, uh, I guess, a teaser. <laughs> oh, I don't fully remember. So, yeah. But I yeah, did... that, I think The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie because it has a Christmas more at the end. There's just more Christmas stuff in the movie. Now, see, that's where I disagree. <laughs> I actually agree with Emmanuel there that there is actually more Halloween stuff. No. In wrong. The Nightmare Before Christmas. The, the whole point of the movie is that he's trying to be more Christmas. And he's 
putting in more Christmas things into his non-Christmas world. Which is it was released we... in Halloween, so <sighs> was it really? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, that's dumb because it's a Christmas <laughs> movie. Put down in the comments below what you guys think. Yeah, because uh, I'll I'll actually want to keep a track over time. I guess if we're still doing this next year, I want to count count this out. Like, see, uh, what what people think of like, is it a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? Mm-hmm. I'm actually very curious what people think. Yeah. Um, I guess moving on. <laughs> if, anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, conspiracy theories? Conspiracy. Uh, geez. The, the modern, the more modern conspiracy theories just get so ridiculous in the modern age of information where you can look up anything. People just but deny earth, everything. But the earth is flat, Emmanuel. Oh. <gasps> it requires so much denial. And, and the majority I see of those, the flat earthers, they're 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 very Christian. They just they just they don't want to believe that like the Earth is as as a globe because then there's no God for them for some reason. Yeah, I don't see how that disproves God at all. Yeah, but they they really have like this literal interpretation of the Bible's uh, view of the world where it has the firmament and where oh yeah heaven is on the opposite side of the sky. And so they're like, if if the Earth's a globe, then clearly heaven doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I think I think the only modern conspiracy theory that infuriates me is the anti-vaxxers. Yeah, that's, I think that's the only one that like actually makes me mad. That's because flat earthers aren't dangerous; they're just stupid. Mm-hmm. Where anti-vaxxers are stupid and dangerous. Yeah. <sighs> just, <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> the anti-vaxxers is another one where it's like. Just, just look it up. Yeah, you just refuse to look it up. I just want all the anti-vaxxers to live in their own anti-vax community. (laughs) Just get sick all on their own, and not infect other children. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or other people. Yeah, it's it's a very very dangerous uh, line of thinking. Oh, now conspiracy theories is also a downer. Yeah. (laughs) Oh no. I th- I think those are the most prevalent conspiracy theories that we all, we've already gone through. Mm-hmm. The moon landing, nine eleven, Holocaust. <laughs> um, I don't, is there any other conspiracy theories you can touch on? Uh, is there anything that you like know that you find interesting? I find interesting. None that I really find interesting that I find damn stupid. <laughs> like the there's some guy on YouTube apparently thinks uh that like height is a conspiracy. Wait, what? What? <laughs> uh, oh God, he he. So he believes that we're like being lied to about how tall things are. Specifically, like large objects. We're talking like mountains and such. You mean like they're being like projected? Not that they're being projected, but they're not as tall as as that we're told. Why? <laughs> I don't know. What do you? What does that even mean? So he he like looked at like uh, a mountain and he said that's about he said oh there's something on there's about like 100 feet tall then he no, went to another the f- <laughs> then he went to another mountain he's like well if i count up from what i believe said there's only like this this tall so clearly that's not clearly i'm being lied to and this is how tall it really is what the f- <laughs> people like that i just <laughs> i think I, I think in the both literal and non-literal meaning 
he needs to have a different perspective. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, you can't just look at something and be like, that's 80 feet tall or something, and then just count from that. That That is actually insane. What? Yeah, that is, it's, uh, it's really stupid. He also believes, like, the U.S. is half the size that we're being told. What? <laughs> I don't so know he why. he doesn't believe in, like, width either <laughs> but he believes the u.s is only half the 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 length that we've been told well even okay even if this is true here's my thing about a lot of conspiracy theories where even is if that's true why yeah <laughs> why there's a lot of stuff where it's like why does it matter <laughs> Oh, oh, he also believes like that uh, you're li- the, the the government like lies to you whether you're going like up or down on a highway. What? Because apparently so. So he, he explained it that like how um, you know how they shave off uh, hills to, to put roads through. Yeah. He says that the, the government puts uh, diagonal lines in the hills. So that's not just rocks in the hills, but that's that's lines put there by the government to make it seem like you're going uphill or downhill when you're actually not. What? <laughs> what? But yeah, like, why does it matter? Why do you? I don't care? know. Why does he care? I th- I think the whole idea is that like, oh, look, you're being lied to so much, you can't trust anything. To which I think it probably just fall back. You can't but trust anything a, except God. What a stupid lie! What a stupid thing to lie about. Yeah. Like even if it were a lie, why? Well, but why? Why would you lie about something like that? It's that is yeah. actually amazingly stupid. <laughs> it is very stupid. <laughs> I didn't think that was like a thing, but I'm surprised. People surprise me every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every once in a while I get to the point where like, this is the stupidest thing I've heard. And every time, I'm always surprised when I hear something stupider. Oh, yeah. When it comes to conspiracy theories, it gets stupid. It goes stupid all the way down. That's like um, the C60 olive oil thing that my my uncle has my grandma take. What? Oh, oh, God. <laughs> the C60 olive oil? The, I, 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 I think I know this. about that. Oh. I think I might know about that. You do? explain it first it's olive oil and i've looked it up with my big brain i it's olive oil she's already uh way past what most conspiracy theorists do (laughs) (laughs) it's olive oil that um is not for human consumption so says on the bottle for lab use only um but the c stands for carbon okay carbon 60 Okay. Olive oil. And it's olive oil that's been um like stirred in a dark room with like no light <laughs> for like I don't know, like so that the so light many days would it taint it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, like olive oil in like uh it, it's almost like fermented olive oil is what they want to say. It just tastes like old olive oil. <laughs> so they're just selling you old olive oil. I do not understand. Wait, let me see if I can look it up. Sorry, Emmanuel, you can... Is that what you were thinking of? No, 
Oh, what were you thinking of then? I thought it was something like uh, essential oils or something like oh, that. Oh, essential oils is a whole another stupid thing. Yeah. What's yeah. even worse is that it's expensive. Wow. It's like it's totally a conspiracy theory thing where it's just put it for profit. Mm-hmm. Let me like see. essential oils. Let yeah. Me see if I can <laughs> find like an about or something. Well, essential oils can be another dangerous thing. Because people use it kind of like the anti-vaccine. We're like, you don't need to go to the doctor. You, you just need to take heal. these oils. Yeah. See, okay. Yeah, essential oils, like, Sarah has some essential oils, which is just, it's nice to put in a diffuser, mm-hmm. right? I think that's the point. Yeah. But <laughs> what part of it gives you the idea that it heals you? I, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I honestly have no idea. That's... Okay, generally, I can understand, like, where most conspiracy theories come from. It, like, it will come from, like, a place of ignorance, where it's like, I don't understand how this works, so there has to be something behind it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it's a 24-profit thing, like, the thing Sarah just described. Sounds 100% for profit. Or it's something that's like, oh, it feels right. Oh, yeah. Okay. But sometimes... <laughs> sometimes I'm, I just don't understand. I'm gonna read you this excerpt, right? And then the some of the things that it supposedly does for you. Mm. Okay. C60, or Buckminster Fullerness, uh, were discovered in 1985 by Richard Smalley, Robert Curl, James Heath, Sean O'Brien, and Harold Croto. Why are so many names? At Rice <laughs> University. Yeah. It is basically charcoal made from burning graphite tubes at a very high at very high temperatures. It's it's a it is a unique form of carbon due to its spherical shape, hence the name fullerness. Um, f- fuller fullerin for fullerend. I don't know or buckyballs after Buckminster Fuller, who's anyway. Uh, blah blah blah. That's when added to a high quality uh oil, such as authentic extra virgin olive oil. It enhances the already present properties. According to scientific research, for extra extra virgin olive oil, these properties include anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, cancer prevention, oh cardiovascular God. protection, and antibacterial properties. According to scientific studies, links uh, on bold text, C60 has the following effects. Has been found to prolong the lifespan of rats. Ah, because we, we all know that's one-to-one do with humans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By 90%. I'd love to see the sample size for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it reduces tumors in rats. Um, it's uh, UVA protection of human skin. Okay. Anti-wrinkle. Uh, anti-inflammatory. Ability to, ability to correct and prevent skeletal muscle fatigue. Uh and among other things so that's what it does for you going slightly off topic i think the one thing that college has really taught me is how to read study papers yeah because the first thing i think of when i hear about all that is what is your sample size and what is your methodology yep yep and I think that that's something that I think more people should learn about. I, th- I honestly think 
reading study paper is something you should teach in high school. Yeah, it really is. Because the mere fact that so much misinformation goes around just from bad studies mm-hmm. is kind of a problem now. It is. People, um, people just put like headlines about studies that are completely wrong. Yeah. Like the study itself doesn't even suggest whatever this headline is trying to say. And it's, it's ridiculous sometimes. Like that is the one thing that I really appreciate from college where um, reading study papers is a good exercise to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you believe in a paper, you should still read it. If you don't believe it, you should still read it mm-hmm. because the mere fact of the methodology and how, how the what the actual paper says really shows a lot of how it's being presented yeah sorry um i just wanted to read this other part about the c60 olive oil when i because i uh i mentioned that they stir it mm. in a dark room mm. i was right <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, they're like our mixing process is a long is long time frame what is long time frame with slow stirring, providing maximum saturation while protecting the natural properties of the olive oil. Generally, a 21-day mixing period. Jesus. Um, Someone's being paid to mix that. <laughs> we mix in a temperature-controlled room, optimum temperature for olive oil, in full darkness. What, what's the optimum temperature? I'm very curious what that is. I don't know. <laughs> And in an inert atmosphere to negate oxidation. Ah, Got to fill the room with nitrogen. So this one comes from New Zealand, apparently. Oh. Hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Again, anyone who's listening to this, I encourage you to actually read the stuff you're actually being told. Yeah. Um, especially if they're coming from papers, because if they're coming from papers, that's a like captive job already done for you. You you can just literally read their paper and make your own conclusions off that. And if you want to go that step further, that you should be doing, actually read the mythology. Yep. Yeah, read read the paper and at least read like the um. Oh geez, I forgot what's actually called, but at the beginning the uh what they the get the abstract. Yes, mm-hmm. the abstract. To get an idea of what's going to what the what the paper is actually about. Yeah, I feel like you should always be skeptical of things, but not too skeptical where you start believing that things aren't the we, right. We start actually having conspiracy theories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a there's a fine line between being skeptical and being like nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Before we either close out, I'll go to another topic. Uh, there is one thing I forgot to ask you, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Um. And if you don't have one, uh, you say no. Uh, do you believe in ghosts? Yes, I do. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, I had a personal experience where I I saw a ghost. I, that's all I can say. I saw a ghost. It was uh, geez, I believe it was Christmas Eve. I woke up early and I ran to the front room to see if there was any presents. And uh, I was on, I jumped up on the couch that was nearby our Christmas tree and I turned around and in the hallway uh, that leads to our kitchen, I saw a ghost. I saw this like floating white orb just come slowly down the hallway toward me. And it, it, I remember just being frozen in fear. 
and uh, it, it, it didn't come all the way towards me. It, it made a turn and went down a hallway towards my parents' room and then it disappeared. But I remember I remember that and I was just absolutely horrified because there was nothing to explain that. Did you ever see it again? No, I never no. saw it again. This actually lines up to probably why I never saw it again because the day beforehand, um, my mom had uh, over a... Um, we had a... Uh, a Native American friend, or he was like a young kid, like maybe in his late twenties. Mm. I forgot why he would come over to Ralph, but he knew my mom fairly well, and so he would come in and he told my mom about um, burning sage, and how that could, uh, how that could like uh, cleanse your house of spirits. And so the that night, my mom burnt sage, and the and then the next day, the next day apparently you, you saw, saw a ghost. ghost. Yeah. Hmm. So did it really do a good job because then the ghost showed <laughs> well, up? Well, th- it did. Maybe it, it cleansed the spirit was leaving. That's it. He, he just caught it on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard that story because you've told me that story before. Yeah. Um, and I I remember I remember you told it to me in like middle school. <laughs> remember we were sitting in like in an English class, and I I don't know why I asked. Did I ask you if you believed in ghosts? I remember you told me this story though. Um, but that's how long we've known each other. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So, again, oh, uh, not again. Uh, like I did with Daniel. Uh, I'm not gonna say I don't believe you, <laughs> but but when we do our Colorado trip to, <laughs> to the haunted, um, haunted hotel, you know, I just want to do that. I want to go to a bunch of haunted places and just stay the night. Oh, at least I'm go to down. A yeah. yeah. Because if we go to a bunch, that sounds like an expensive trip. But yeah, I yeah, a couple. I <gasps> yeah, I want to go to a couple, like do some sightseeing, and then we'll be in the we'll be in the Colorado Rockies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful up there. God, uh, I really want to go. I'm very curious. If you can visit the Amityville house. Hmm. Sure, I think people are living in there. Yeah, I think are people, people are actually living in there. Yeah, yeah that's okay. somebody's house now. Okay. Yeah. But you know, I'm pretty sure. Like I've like heard interviews of like people who have lived in the house after mm. um i forgot who the original family was but um but nobody has had problems since well, so that's why hmm. it's <laughs> that's why people thought that the the original family was like lying, lying yeah. mm-hmm. about what was happening in the house so that I mean, makes sense because ghosts don't exist oof <laughs> I want to see. Uh, I want to see Annabelle. Just want to see it. Oh, the actual. Annabelle. Oh, yeah. the actual. Oh, because isn't that house a museum now? Yeah. 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 I would love to go there. Huh. I'd I love, love to see Daniel in the house. See. Oh. He I don't think he'll even go in. He'll say he'll go. He also said he wouldn't go with me. <laughs> oh. Okay. Because because he thinks that I would do some shit. They'll make the ghost haunt me, <laughs> or whatever that's in there will haunt me. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Because, like I said before, I like to tempt fate. Because of course, <laughs> because if ghosts do exist, I would love to see it. You know, but I don't believe they exist. <laughs> but if I don't do anything, that's not gonna haunt me. So I'm just gonna, you know, call shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just think that would be fun. <laughs> I think yeah, we should have like. Like a road trip where we go see like haunted stuff. That that would be our uh, on the road podcast. Ooh. Oh yeah. That would be pretty sick. And every night we'll be like 
this is the house that we went to today, or this is the hotel we're staying at tonight, and I guess it'll it'll be haunted or it won't be haunted. Hmm. I just would and love every night to I'm see gonna be like, not nah. nah. <laughs> I just really wanna. I want to believe that ghosts exist. <laughs> I want to believe. <laughs> I do. I would too. I would love for something paranormal to happen to me and also not want it to happen. Yeah, you know it's that weird where you, you want to like have like confirmation mm-hmm. of the ghost, but you don't want it to have something bad happen to you. Yeah, which I'm, I'm slightly afraid that will happen if we go to the Annabelle one. <laughs> You know, it's got a feeling, but it's just a raggedy and doll, right? Raggedy yeah, doll. it's a raggedy and doll. It's just a doll. <laughs> That's why Daniel doesn't want to go with you. <laughs> because this is exactly what you're going to do. You're going to be like, Ooh, what's she going to do? What's she going to do, me? Annabelle? <laughs> what you going to do, bitch? <laughs> wow. Suck it, raggedy Ann. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Leave the building. Suck my dick. You you will you will see Annabelle out the corner of your eyes for the rest of your life. Just drive away. You ain't shit. You ain't shit. Really a curse, dude. <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts and stuff, but we're gonna get straight up cursed <laughs> if you do something like that. That's already bad juju. I can bad feel, juju. I can feel it. Those bad vibes. It really is. Straight up bad vibes. Last podcast, I guess. Mm-hmm. Before the other people were watching this, I guess it would be last week or uh, the week before. I started a new thing where... Do you remember in high school when uh, they'll bring up the... Uh, was it the 32 questions to find love or to get closer to your partner or whatever? It sounds familiar. Yeah. And it's like people would say, like, here are the 32 questions that you would. Um, I keep saying 32. It's 36. Oh, 36. Yeah. Uh, the New York Times made an article about it. It's all about like getting to know each other and get close to each other. Mm-hmm. So the idea being that um, we will have the question and then we'll go in depth on it. Right. Instead of just having the question, we just answer really quickly. Mm-hmm. So Sarah and I already went through the first two, which was... Uh, if you could invite anyone to world dinner, who would it be? And would you like to be famous in what way? Hmm. So if you actually want to answer those really quickly, you can go ahead. Um, Jeez. Oh. Is there anyone in the world you like? Is there anyone in the world you can invite to dinner? Who would it be? Does it have to be living? Or? No, we, we already established it doesn't have to be living. Uh, and there's no language barrier. No, okay. But they have to be real. That <laughs> yeah. I can't invite Kermit. <laughs> you can invite the voice of Kermit. Oh jeez. Oh, you know, I actually had an answer to this. Um. Oh jeez, I can't remember his name now. Oh no, I'm gonna totally blank on it. That sucks. Uh, you know what he did? He was a, a poet in the 1800s. Um. Ernest Oscar Wilde. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Oscar Wilde. Really? Oscar yeah. Wilde. Why? Uh, I find his life pretty interesting, along with the, the some of the stuff he wrote. I, I like the the like the thing he had happen where he was. Um, well, I say like, but <laughs> how he was arrested for homosexual behavior and such. And I thought mm. it, I think it would be really interesting to talk about that kind of stuff in that era. Like his experiences. Yeah. His experience, time. Yeah. Hmm. 
And um, the other question is, would you like to be famous? And if so, what way? Mm. Hmm. You know, I'd like to be famous for just like YouTube blogging almost. <laughs> you want to be YouTube famous. Yeah, I don't know. I would, I, I like just famous for just giving commentary on stuff and maybe just streaming like just my opinion on stuff. Mm. Hmm. I mean, that's kind of what we said too. That we we don't want to be. I don't want to be a famous, famous, but I'd want to be like YouTube famous. You that know that I mean? minor fame. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'd be okay with being a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be done with that too. Mm. Be a rock star. Be in a band. That would be sick. <laughs> so, okay. So, this is the third question. I feel like this actually fits well because it actually seems like it'd be a short one. Mm -hmm. um, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? And if so, why? Every time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because uh, I'm always afraid I'm going to say something weird or, or somehow fuck up and say something awkward. So, I, I try to try to make myself not sound as awkward as possible by rehearsing whatever I'm going to talk about in my head a million times. Even if you call a friend? Yes. Really? <laughs> if, if I'm going to ask something, if it's not going to be like a spur of the moment thing or like somebody's calling me and just talk about something, I'm going to rehearse and probably go over like many different like drafts in my head of what I'm going to say. Be like cutting out. No, don't say that. Say this instead. No, does that sound like it's too pushy? No, remove that. Put this in. Hmm. Well, what about you, Sarah? Um, I do it if it's for something important. Mm. Like if it's for like a hotel reservation. Mm. If it's for like if I'm calling like like your internet service provider right mm -hmm. <laughs> like if you're if you're just calling to talk to like a customer rep right then it's good to kind of know what you want before mm -hmm. you you talk about it with somebody but if i'm calling a friend then it's like um i don't i don't really rehearse what i'm going to say if it's a friend because it's like what are they going to do get mad at me like i don't know <laughs> Uh, How dare you not know exactly what you needed? <laughs> no. I almost never rehearse. Mm. The The only thing I ever do is, like, if it's an important thing, I just bring the information in front of me, and mm. I just call them. Mm. I never actually, like, rehearse, like, here's what I'm going to say, or here's what I'm going to do, or, mm. like, have, I guess, you know, like, draft. Yeah. I think I used to do that, though. Like, when I had, by the very first time ever having a phone, mm -hmm. uh, very early mm. on. But I don't think I ever, like... I don't currently rehearse or do anything like that anymore. I at least think about it. If I don't rehearse it, then I just think about what I'm going to say. And then if I, I'll write something down just in case, like, I know I need to talk about this and this, mm. but I'll think about how I'm going to start it. So. Yeah, I, I think sometimes, yeah, I, I'm like that. I'll, I'll think about like how to start it and then kind of fall. Sometimes it's not always rehearsed, but it's, uh, it's, yeah, I'll, I'll have to I'll focus a lot on what I'm going to say. Mm. You know, I do that more often in person than I do over the phone. Really? Really? Oh. Yeah. So if I have to talk to a like a like somebody at the counter, like if they're like like a good example was uh, at the <laughs> at the at the student store um, at my college, right? They they were having a, a discount for new students 
I didn't know this at the time, but they were having a discount and I wanted to know for what and for which product, but I didn't know how to say it. And I was just thinking, I'm like, how should I say it? And what if they don't have it? And maybe I shouldn't even ask, <laughs> or maybe I should ask, but maybe I shouldn't ask in this way. Maybe I'll just try it out before I do it. Oh, I don't want to ask anymore, but I should ask. <laughs> and then I stood there for so long that the guy just came over there and talked to me instead. <laughs> he was like, do you need some help? And I'm like, um, <laughs> actually, do you still have the iPad Pro in stock? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, but it's too. Anyway. Yeah, so most of the time I just stand there looking awkward for long enough and then people just sort of come to me <laughs> so. i mean it works out i guess yeah yeah like hmm. i don't know uh are are you actually i'm looking at me right now <laughs> i just remember like oh yeah you guys can see me do you actually get like that self-conscious about making calls like that yeah or you actually have to like really rehearse it yeah i i i overly self-conscious about nearly anything really hmm. oh because i i could sort of relate but not to phone calls for some reason mm -hmm. like i i do that for emails where hmm. i read through the email over and over and over again to make sure uh -huh. the language is right make mm -hmm. sure i'm actually projecting what i want to um what i want them to understand mm -hmm. and like to see to make sure they can't read it and interpret it incorrectly mm -hmm. But on phone, I just don't care. For some reason, <laughs> I always just have like, oh, here's the information in front of me. I'll make the call. I think because... Oh, I'm sorry, Emmanuel. I'm going to say something. <laughs> well, because I was going to say, actually, I think I don't put that much um, thought into when I'm typing stuff out, actually. So you're like inverse. Yeah, because I feel like when I'm typing something out, I can just succinctly say what i want to say mm -hmm. like it's already the words already formed i already just put them right down on the computer so i don't think too much over it because it's like this is what i wanted to say mm -hmm. so it comes out that way rather than when with when i talk i'm always afraid that something's gonna something's gonna mess up like i'm gonna forget a word mid-sentence or something while i'm talking and if you forget a word mid-sentence while you're talking you've got to remember it within <laughs> like two seconds or something otherwise it looks like you're just wasting time for no reason mm. yeah i think i can get what you're coming from there yeah mm. what were you about to say sarah um i can understand where you're coming from kevin uh because um for i i think maybe it's because of the like finality of the email right once you're done typing it and then you send it it's like going off into the void right <laughs> until somebody reads it mm -hmm. and then you're you can't see or talk to that person right as they get it right mm -hmm. that's for, that's how it is for me so i'm like you don't know how they're gonna react to it and it might be bad and you can't just be like hey you can you can't just call him and be like hey sorry what i just said i mean don't worry about that you know mm. you know it's, it's kind of like un unlike when you're on the phone and you can be like oh i said something I, i'm sorry i didn't mean to say it that way mm. i can mm. explain you can explain yourself it's right then and there right then and there instead of waiting for a response yeah i i can understand that as well <clears throat> but i feel like i can i can somehow write a message that sounds not offensive 
that's a skill. <laughs> Not many people have that skill. I think I think that's good enough for today. Yeah. Is there any closing thoughts you want to give Emmanuel before we? Yeah. Um. Hmm. No. No. <laughs> no. No. Well, okay. I doubt it. But is there any social medias you want to put up? Uh, uh you can uh, follow me on YouTube Jaguar Two Hundred. <laughs> That's right. You do have a YouTube. Channel. I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, I don't upload anything, so. <laughs> There's there's some stuff there with friends from a long time ago, like mm. 2011. <laughs> you can watch those. You can add me on Steam, Righteous Nab. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that that yeah. is sort of a social media. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> what did you What did you think coming on the or being on the podcast? Would you want to come again? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm glad. I'm glad you had a good time because it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's always more fun than you think it would be actually being on a podcast and yeah. talking out like this. Yeah, and like when we started doing it, um, I I didn't realize like how much more enjoyable it is just to talk things out. Yeah, in a podcast form mm -hmm. is and just having you recording it and just actually putting it up there. Mm -hmm. So you are welcome back anytime. Yes. Um, if you ever want to come back to the podcast, you can just hit us up. You're not far. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and now we're actively encouraging like oh yeah you want to be a guest on the podcast can be mm -hmm. yeah um we just can't have more than i think three i feel like <laughs> it depends but depends yeah. yeah i think four is like really pushing it it's, yeah it's a yeah. it's a soft um role there yeah. yeah yeah i think four is probably the maximum for a good podcast mm. yeah mostly because we're in a small space that as well yeah, yeah. and um Sometimes you have people like talking over each other. Mm -hmm. So I think four is like probably where we're going to be like, yeah, that's enough people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus my mixer can only hold four mics. So. <laughs> oh, OK. OK, well, that too. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 17 of Just a Couple Thoughts. The big one seven. <laughs> the big 17. We're I... almost at 20. Because we are almost it? at 20. Yeah. Almost that. eighteen. The 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 show the show's almost legal. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even eighteen years old. We're, we'll be eighteen episodes old. <laughs> but uh, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I have been one half of your resident couple, along with my co-hosts, Sarah, <laughs> as well as my guest or our Emmanuel. guest. Emmanuel. And if you have any questions, you can leave a comment below or email us at just a couple Q and A at gmail .com. And with that said, wait, I didn't say let's get jacked because I didn't say it last time. I you don't have to say it, Sarah. I... Let's get jacked. Don't don't join yeah. her. <laughs> Why am I the only one who doesn't like it? Why don't you like it? Because it's stupid. It's not stupid. It's fun. It's it's great. I wouldn't say it's funny, but it's great. <laughs> it's great. Bye, everyone. <laughs> See ya. Bye.